The following program is a paid advertisement. The views reflected on this show are not necessarily the views of ESPN 1000. Doctor? 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 You're listening to Sports Medicine Weekly with Steve Cashel and Dr. Brian Cole on ESPN 1000. Good morning, everyone. I'm Steve Cashel, radio host of the Chicago Bulls. Welcome to Sports Medicine Weekly here on ESPN 1000. Sports Medicine Weekly being presented in part by AlignMed. By Source, by Athletico, by ATI Physical Therapy, by Midwest Orthopedics at Rush, by Donjoy Orthopedics, by Karen Mulkin Health Consulting, by Integrated Orthopedics, and by Medwest. I'll soon be joined by my co-host, Dr. Brian Cole, the head team physician for the Chicago Bulls, co-head team physician of the Chicago White Sox, and sports medicine specialist from Midwest Orthopedics at Rush. Back to get it going right after this on ESPN Radio. What comes to mind when you hear the words physical therapy? Maybe you think you don't need it, but what about those aches and pains in your knee, your ankle, your shoulder, or your back? When you decide that you've had enough, stop by ATI Physical Therapy. ATI offers complimentary screenings by a licensed provider at no cost. Don't waste any more time dealing with pain. Get the ATI Physical Therapy today and start feeling better fast. Visit ATIPT.com to schedule an appointment or find a location near you. When it comes to your health and wellness, you have a choice. Choose ATI Physical Therapy. The Chicago Bulls, White Sox, and DePaul Blue Demons rely on Midwest Orthopedics at Rush for advanced orthopedic treatment. So can you. We are the team physicians for these Chicago teams, and we're ready to be on your healthcare team, too. Get expert care from these regional leaders at four Chicagoland locations. Learn more at RushOrtho.com. Midwest Orthopedics at Rush, your world-class team physicians. Leading the way in cellular and tissue therapies, Ellosource helps surgeons get their patients back in the game of life. Life-saving and life-enhancing allografts play a critical role in bone and soft tissue repair, helping to restore function and movement. To learn more about Ellosource or allografts, please visit ellosource.org. The best athletes in the world and their medical teams have been trusting Donjoy products for over 30 years. With a goal to protect and return confidence in sport post-injury, Donjoy is the trusted leader to get and keep athletes in action. Whether it's football, basketball, soccer, volleyball, or even the official medical supplier to the U.S. ski team, always trust the global leader in sports medicine. Trust Donjoy, a product of DJOglobal.com. Correct alignment and good posture are keys to health and performance. Alignment, a science and clinical test-based company addresses this fundamental wellness need through its revolutionary line of products. Wearing AlignMed will dynamically train muscles and joints, strengthen and improve posture performance and prevent injury. Elite professional athletes, leading doctors, physical therapists, active adults and everyday workers already enjoy the benefits. And all you have to do to feel and look better is wear AlignMed. That's why we say AlignMed. Get into it. You're listening to Sports Medicine Weekly on ESPN 1000. And we're back on this Saturday morning, Sports Medicine Weekly. Net proceeds from our show, Sports Medicine Weekly. Go to support orthopedic research at Rush through the LiveActiveNow.org fund. I'm Steve Cashel. Joined this week by Dr. Chuck Bush-Joseph, orthopedic surgeon at Midwest Orthopedics at Rush. Filling in for Dr. Brian Cole. We appreciate that, Dr. Chuck. And uh, we're going to talk a little bit here about uh, nutrition, cravings, emotional eating. Are you an emotional eater? And well, my first question is, I know Dr. Cole, how healthy he is, and it's uh, out of control because I can't keep up with him. Do you uh, eat as well as one Brian Cole? 
You know, Steve, I have to say, I, I don't, and I don't know many people that do. I think <laughs> Good. Brian, you make me feel Brian, better. he sets a standard that is, uh, I think, uh, unfortunately, most of us can't reach. But he's a high achiever and always has been. So I, sometimes I eat, you know, in the, in the, uh, the press room, uh, the Bulls meals, you know, and they serve very good food at the United Center for the media. And uh, I'll have my salad. I've got a little soup. And, you know, I'll have my entree with my vegetable. And, you know, not overdoing it, but a good meal. And then Brian comes with one small plate of a little bit of everything. I'm like... I hope he ate already. You know, I, that's I, his dinner. That's how he does it. <laughs> well, you know, I think our next guest is going to give us the idea on discipline uh, and mo- mental control. Because I, I tell you, there's times like all of us, I have it, and other times I lapse. And and maybe that's the question: How do we sort of t- deal with those peak and troughs that we have in terms of our own personal discipline? Well, here's the expert, Karen Mulkin. No one does it like Karen, health counselor and psychology of eating coach. She is tremendous. One of our regulars here. And uh, so well uh, known here on Sports Medicine Weekly. And uh, thanks so much, uh, Karen, for joining us once again. So uh, how flavor drives nutrition? Is there a deeper message in your cravings? Uh, Give us your thoughts on that, Karen. So that's really interesting because oftentimes we crave the foods that either we are most sensitive to or we crave the foods that our body really needs. And so it's important to use cravings as deep messages to listen to what's going on in our body. What does that mean most sensitive to? So sometimes if we have a sensitivity to like gluten or to dairy, our body tends to crave those foods, which is wow. really interesting. Mm-hmm. And we often crave sugar and refined carbs because those are the craves, those are the foods that we keep eating over and over again. So if someone never had sugar from the start, they wouldn't they wouldn't obviously wouldn't crave it then, right? Not necessarily, right. And and you're trying to eliminate sugar. Is it hard to eliminate that from your diet? People can work on it, but to truly eliminate it completely, do you? It's really hard to eliminate sugar from your diet, but it's it's simple, but it's not easy. Now, the best way to do to eliminate sugar is to go cold turkey. You know, I don't say that about caffeine. I recommend people um, wean themselves off of caffeine. But for sugar, you have to go cold turkey, and you might have some withdrawal symptoms for a few days. But after, you will feel a lot less inflammation, a lot more energy, and a lot less cravings. And the way to balance your sugar cravings is through the other macronutrients. And the macros are your protein, carbs, fast water, And then your micronutrients are your colors, the red foods, purple foods, green foods, orange foods, yellow foods, basically your fruits and vegetables. And when you can add in those nutrient-dense foods into your food plan and on your plate, what happens is it's not about discipline anymore. Your cravings naturally begin to change. Karen, what do you think, uh, you know, when people have some, maybe not a sugar diet, but a, a diet that is relatively high in refined carbohydrates, as you say, what, what do you, do you advise your clients to just cut cold turkey or what, do you have a wean down? What, what's, take us through the therapeutic plan you would uh, have one of your clients. Well, it depends on their goal. And so if their goal is to completely get off sugar and refined carbs, then we're going to go a little stronger and more strict than somebody who wants to lose weight and just wants to create some healthier habits, you know, which I am more about the 80-20 rule, where 80% of the time you're eating really clean, super nutrient-dense. But what I try to do is I try to help people visualize their plate so that 50% of their plate are colorful foods, which are basically your veggies, raw, cooked, salads, 
fruits, and then you have about 25% protein, and the other 25% either complex carbohydrate, like a whole grain, some quinoa, or some brown rice. And when you fill up with the veggies, with a 50% of the plate, you fill up with calorie-free foods that are super nutrient-dense, and those are the foods that are going to eliminate the cravings for the refined food. So it actually makes it really easy. They don't have to count calories. They don't have to count carbs. They just have to add in the vegetables with all three meals. And it's amazing. All of a sudden, cravings change, and they become completely different eaters. You know, I want to ask you one other quick point about, again, about cravings. And sometimes we say that cravings are sort of physiologic, where, you know, somebody's been used to a certain diet, whether it be with sugar, refined carbohydrates. I almost want to take the other way. How do you approach the, 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 the client that actually has, say, the emotional need and say that, you know, that whether it be, uh, you know, a workplace stress or a, a relationship issue, where, where do we allow ourselves to sort of give in to those types of uh, situations as opposed to, yes, I, I, I need to change my diet or I need to, to eat better for health reasons per se? So first you have to understand where you're at, right? And so in order to get where you want to go, so if you're at the mall and you want to go there and you have to figure out where am I right now in order for me to get where I want to go. So you need to embrace where you're at right now. So if you're having a very stressful job, and you come home every night and you eat a pint of Ben and Jerry's. You do not have a Ben and Jerry's problem, okay? It's your job. It's what's going on that's yielding that craving for the Ben and Jerry's, which is going to help you feel calm because we're all emotional eaters. I mean, we're emotional beings living in this material world, and we bring our emotions to the table, and it's normal. And it's understanding what's going on with my cravings. Am I, if I, am I craving cookies? You know, am I, first of all, am I hungry? Um, so you want to know, did you eat breakfast? You know, so did you eat lunch? And so what about this natural circadian rhythm? So if people are drinking or having coffee for breakfast and a salad with a fat-free dressing for lunch, it's no wonder why they can't stop eating all night. So you kind of have to use those cravings as deep messages to see what's going on, what is it that I'm really craving? If I'm not hungry, if I've already enjoyed three meals and I'm craving ice cream, the physiologic craving, am I craving something creamy? Am I craving a hug? Am I craving sugar because I'm craving either energy that I don't have naturally, so I want to look at your sleep first, and then those macronutrient balance, where's the protein, where's the car- carbs? I mean, where's the protein, where's the fats? And then the rhythm. Did you have breakfast? Did you have lunch? And so the fact that you're craving is real and it's true. And so to use willpower and discipline to fight, I invite my clients to give up the fight and embrace where you're at right now and use those cravings as deep messages for your own personal growth and transformation. Visiting with Karen Malkin, the website is karenmalkin.com, K-A-R-E-N-M-A-L-K-I-N. Karen is one of our experts, our health counselor and psychology of eating coach. I'm Steve Cashel with Dr. Chuck Bush-Joseph on this Saturday morning at Sports medicine weekly so i like what you said there i was going to ask you are we all emotional eaters it sounds like it's okay but it's all about controlling the cravings correct karen well it's not really controlling it's about embracing the cravings without the judgment or balancing them typically steve what are you going to crave what what foods do you crave um boy i I don't you know it 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 matters on on how i'm feeling Uh, sometimes i have a stressful day I want to run and go get a get a nice tea with some sugar in it. To tell you the truth, I, that 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 makes me feel good. It settles me down. 
do you feel that you're tired when you're craving that iced tea? You're just you're drained after a really long day? Not really. No, it's not that I'm tired. Um, I, you know, a little bit of stress, and I need to relax, and and I and maybe I haven't eaten, and and I need a little something, and um, so that's that's why I'll drink it. Because mm-hmm, you like it, I do. And you know, we like food is good. Food is pleasure. And so why rob yourself of pleasure? Because when you are feeling pleasure, you're actually relaxed, which is the opposite of stress. And when you have stress, it elevates your fight-or-flight hormone, um, cortisol, which elevates insulin. And when you have excess insulin and cortisol in your body with nowhere to go, it signals your body to store fat and not build muscle. So when you're relaxed and you're enjoying that iced tea with pleasure, you're actually boosting metabolism. And um, understanding that food is pure pleasure. It's not food is your friend. It's not the enemy. And so it's not the Ben and Jerry's problem. It's the stress that causes the craving for the Ben and Jerry's. You know, Karen, I want to take it one, uh, ask you one more practical question we get. You know, we see a lot of patients who come in with, you know, arthritic conditions, and we're trying to get them up on an exercise pattern. And a common thing that patients will say to us, listen, Doc, at least me and my wife, we're now walking 20, 30 minutes a day. But after I walk, I'm more hungry. And so we try to have to give them that balance. We want to raise their metabolism activity-wise, but still get them into that right diet so that, yes, if, if their body does crave calories, uh, because they're raising their metabolism, their exercise rate, that they're getting the right calories and the right kinds of foods. Healthy fats, your omega-3s, wild salmon, sardines, fish oil, herring, flaxseed, walnuts, chia seeds, avocados, olive oil, healthy fats, and lean proteins are going to help your patients. Sugar is the culprit. I just spoke to a client this morning who did my just completed my 14-day transformation um, program where we give up sugar and gluten and dairy, and she stopped taking her meds. She doesn't wake up with knee pain anymore in the morning, and we think it's the sugar and, and the refined carbs because she was a you know carb pasta craver, not a big uh, candy craver, but more you know pasta and um, and carbs, refined carbs. Interesting stuff. We're out of time, Karen. Yeah. Hey, thank you so much. Always uh, <laughs> interesting stuff. I, I could do a whole show with you just uh, talking about, you know, right, Dr. Chuck? I mean, yeah, the, we, how we, we, we spend pa- the whole show in self-analysis. <laughs> our, our patterns in dieting or trying to diet or what we eat and everything, it's, it's fascinating. It really is. But uh, thanks so much for joining us here on Sports Medicine Weekly. Karen, thanks for joining us. Thank you. All right, Karen, we'll talk to you soon. Back with more of our show, Sports Medicine Weekly, after these messages on ESPN Radio. Feeling tired, sluggish, and overweight? If you're looking to lose weight and gain energy, join us in Karen Mulkin's 14-Day Transformation Cleanse. You're going to absolutely love this Whole Foods cleanse. You'll feel great, lose weight, build lean muscle, improve sleep, boost metabolism, and enhance athletic performance. This VIP done-for-you cleanse comes with a 14-day transformation wellness bag containing MCT Lean Vegan Protein Blend, Fat-Burning MCT Lean MCT Oil, snacks, superfoods, recipes, guidelines, videos, and other surprises. You will absolutely love this program. Sign up at 14daytransformation.com. That's the numbers 14daytransformation.com or visit Karen's website at karenmalkin.com. That's K-A-R-E-N-M-A-L-K-I-N.com. 
Integrated Orthopedics is Chicagoland and Northwest Indiana's premier provider of thermal and compression therapy devices for people recovering from sports-related injuries or orthopedic surgical procedures. To learn more about the benefits of thermal and compression therapy and to determine if it's right for you, please contact your healthcare professional. For further information about Integrated Orthopedics products and services, please contact us at 773-248-6400. That's 773-248-6400. At Athletico Physical Therapy, we know there is freedom from pain and you can get back to doing the things you love. Whether it's running an 8K, playing a game of tag in the yard, or walking safely to your car, pain should not slow you down. With locations throughout eight states that offer complimentary injury screens, your choice to go with our team is the smart choice. Visit athletico.com to request your complimentary injury screening and start feeling better with us today. Athletico, better for everybody. What comes to mind when you hear the words physical therapy? Maybe you think you don't need it, but what about those aches and pains in your knee, your ankle, your shoulder, or your back? When you decide that you've had enough, stop by ATI Physical Therapy. ATI offers complimentary screenings by a licensed provider at no cost. Don't waste any more time dealing with pain. Get the ATI Physical Therapy today and start feeling better fast. Visit ATIPT.com to schedule an appointment or find a location near you. When it comes to your health and wellness, you have a choice. Choose ATI Physical Therapy. You're listening to Sports Medicine Weekly on ESPN 1000. And we're back here on a Saturday morning. Steve Cashel and Dr. Chuck Bush-Joseph, Sports Medicine Weekly. Dr. Chuck filling in this week for Dr. Brian Cole, my usual co-host. And Dr. Chuck, it's great to have you in studio with us. Dr. Chuck, by the way, is the head team physician for the Chicago White Sox. Let's talk a little baseball if we can. I want to ask you some Little League questions for the Little League moms and dads listening to us, but also um, a little bit about the Chicago White Sox and... um, uh, so far, so good. Uh, you know, they're, they're starting to add up a few wins, but uh, the overall health of the, of the club. You know, Steve, thanks thanks for coming. It was uh, um, great. I'm always happy to sit in for Brian, although he pulled me off the golf course this morning. But, uh, no, I love talking about baseball. I love talking about the Chicago White Sox. And, uh, you know, we got off to a little bit of a slow start. But, uh, you know, we've got some issues that we're sort of working through, and the team is playing much better right now. I think one of the biggest early issues we had is that uh, the starting pitching which was supposed to be our strongest asset, has had a little bit of a hiccup. And unfortunately, it started with uh, Chris Sale suffering an injury in spring training where he broke a small bone in his foot and basically missed most of spring training. And I think that's a little of the reason that he's a little bit slower to ramp up, uh, uh, not to the Cy Young-type form that he otherwise has. But uh, we're very confident. So, Chris Sale, uh, broken bone in which foot? Uh, It was broken bone in his landing foot. Landing foot. Yeah, so that was the... You know, and and we get concerned when a player is going to come down and land on that foot and roll over the top. That if he doesn't have a real stable platform, we worry about the downstream effects either on his shoulder and elbow. So we were very careful with Chris uh, until we were extremely confident that, that bone was healed and that he got his kinetic chain working uh, properly. But let's talk about that. So that happens during spring training. So how much into the season is he? still going through the motions because usually he pitches for almost 30 days, you know, on a, on a regular routine, right? And all of a sudden you shut him down for how long? You know, he was shut down for a good three to uh, four weeks. And so basically he's now just coming out of spring training. So wow. we passed the quarter pole or that early that early quarter pole mark on the baseball season. And uh, so Chris is, uh, is now hopefully just rounding up in the form where he, we think we should be ready to take us through the summer and into the fall. Interesting. And, uh, Let's talk, if we can, Dr. Chuck, about uh, my favorite topic, because I've got two boys playing uh, playing baseball, 10 and 8, and um, uh, 
both are pitchers, and I'm, I'm always wondering about uh, the proper warm-up we're trying. We always talk about overuse injuries on Sports Medicine Weekly on our program here. But um, my first question is, for the, for the Little League mom and dad out there, um, what is too much? Are, you know, are, we, are we really concentrating on pitch count? Is it days of rest? Um, how often do you throw after you pitch? You know, Should you just shut it down for a day or two? Most kids, after they pitch, let's say two innings, will go play another position. But what are some of your thoughts and maybe some of your suggestions for the, uh, the Little Leaguer out there? You know, it's, Steve, it's, it's interesting we talk about this because actually the science has been evolving on this. And, you know, I, I would say for many years the, the rule of thumb was, well, little leaguers can never throw curveballs. And we thought that was the enemy. And really what we found out is it's frequency, duration, and intensity. And so, you know, we say frequency. Yeah, you know, a, a youngster should not be pitching more than twice a week. Certainly, uh, and we would agree that the more they throw, the sort of the greater they're placing themselves. And you're saying, youngster, give me an age well, limit. You know, we I think the time the term we really use is when their growth plates are still open. So, an adolescent where their their bones are still growing, their ligaments are still getting stronger. Uh, that's when you you know you're running the the risk of injury is a little bit higher. The stakes are just a little bit higher, and so that's really the under under age of uh, 15 or 16. I think once you hit 15 or 16, in most young men, certainly 17. They're physiologically uh, more like adults at that phase and now are just building muscle. But in that 12, 8 to 10 to 12 to 13-year age, their growth plates are wide open, their bodies are changing, their hormones are changing. So it's a real, it is more of a vulnerable time. So as I was alluding to a little bit before about, you know, we thought that throwing curveballs was the enemy. It turns out it's not. It's really the harder you throw and the more often you throw is where the problem comes into play. So we'll take the, the bigger concern is usually the more athletic child uh, or the more athletic adolescent who is bigger and stronger than most of the other kids is usually going to be the best pitcher, and the coach is going to want to pitch him more often because he's more effective. He's the one probably at most risk, whereas the the youngster who's sort of the, the middle of the road or, say, the, the not the, the star pitcher of the team, not going to be throwing as often. So it's intensity, duration, and frequency. How about the proper warm-up, okay? So um, you get out there on a Saturday morning, and you're playing travel baseball like my 10-year-old, and he's going to start the game as he does in, in a lot of our games here with our uh, travel White Sox team for Naperville and uh, the 10U team. And um, I'm always wondering, boy, how often should we, sh- or when should we begin warming up before the game starts? What should he go through as a starting pitcher, knowing he's probably going to go two innings? You know, I would tell you that, you know, not to use the Major League Association, but I have to tell you, our players arrive at the park three to four hours before the game, and they're actually starting their full warm-up two hours before the game. Now, clearly that's impractical. Uh, I, I would say for your for your for your boys, and certainly you know for our listeners' children, they need a, they need at least a fifteen to twenty minute warm up period. Is that I, right? I tell you, when you see they got to start with a short uh, a, a short catch, and then slowly stretch out where they're you know they're playing uh, you know thirty forty five feet, and then gradually stretching that out to sixty feet and even to ninety feet. So we want a full warm up of our players and our throwers before they get up on the mound and then go through their warm-up pitches prior to the game. And let me take you back, though. Okay, even before the warm-up, are we running in place? Are we stretching? What are we doing actually before we actually start throwing the baseball, even at a short distance? Well, if we take all our athletes, we've got, we have a, you know, a real a, a four-step approach to playing. And so certainly that's warm-up. So just a, anything just running around the bases, running poles in the outfield, just to kind of get your heart rate up. So it's warm-up. Number two, stretch out. 
So we always stretch warm, never stretch cold. Stretching cold is really ineffective, more likely to strain something or injure a muscle as opposed to getting good length on the muscle and stretching the joints. Then number three is workout. That's all right. That's we're going through infield. We're going through batting practice. We're doing our baseball skill activity. And then we have a cool down. So we, once we go through that cycle, that, that, that warm-up, stretch-out, workout, cool-down, that's sort of the pattern that you should always be having in whatever kind of workout you're having, and certainly in our young, our young athletes who are probably most at great risk. All right, so let's say then uh, your, uh, my son is playing first base, not starting that game. He's going to come in as a relief pitcher. He's going to pitch the innings three and four. Um, how about, you know, he's also batting, so you've got to take that in consideration. You know, there's only 11 kids on the team, so he's in the order, but uh, he's got to warm up so that he goes into the third inning. So get his, you know, he only may have five or ten minutes, enough time to prepare himself. Well, yeah, it should be. If he's playing the game and he's making throws from first base and, you know, throwing the warm-up ground balls in between innings, he should be relatively warmed up. That should be okay. It's really that that coming off cold off of the bench, which is sort of the different problem. Now, as far as the pitchers and other positions, the only time I get nervous is when I go from catcher to pitcher and pitcher to catcher. Those are the two people that are throwing any – they're throwing the ball on every single play in base. Baseball. Other fielders, it's infrequent and generally safe, and the throws for the most part are more leisurely. So that goes back to my earlier point about intensity. You know, so the intensity of the of the pitcher and how hard are the innings. So he may have a pinch count of only forty five or fifty pitches, but if he's got men on base every inning and he's bearing down for all forty five of those pitches, that's high stress as opposed to sixty five or seventy pitches where he's sort of cruising through the order and life's not too difficult. So you have to balance all of those things together. Final question, Dr. Chuck. Where do you get uh, the velocity from for these, uh, whether you're a 10-year-old or a major league pitcher? You know, there's three ways of looking at it. Number one, your rotator cuff and your shoulder muscles, that's controlling the ball. Okay, controlling the location. Your hand and your forearm and your elbow muscles, that's moving the ball, whether I'm throwing a curve or slider or split or changeup. But the power and the... And the and the, the, the velocity is really coming out of your back and your core muscles. So that's why when you see baseball players running the poles or doing sprints and doing lots and lots of leg work, that's where your velocity comes from. It does not come from your arm. He's the expert. Wonderful stuff from Dr. Chuck Bush-Joseph, head team physician for the Chicago White Sox. So proud to have him in studio with me here on Sports Medicine Weekly. And our show continues with more after this on ESPN Radio. The Chicago Bulls, White Sox, and DePaul Blue Demons rely on Midwest Orthopedics at Rush for advanced orthopedic treatment. So can you. We are the team physicians for these Chicago teams, and we're ready to be on your healthcare team, too. Get expert care from these regional leaders at four Chicagoland locations. Learn more at RushOrtho.com. Midwest Orthopedics at Rush, your world-class team physicians. Leading the way in cellular and tissue therapies, Ellosource helps surgeons get their patients back in the game of life. Life-saving and life-enhancing allografts play a critical role in bone and soft tissue repair, helping to restore function and movement. To learn more about Ellosource or allografts, please visit ellosource.org. The best athletes in the world and their medical teams have been trusting Donjoy products for over 30 years. With a goal to protect and return confidence in sport post-injury, Donjoy is the trusted leader to get and keep athletes in action. Whether it's football, basketball, soccer, volleyball, or even the official medical supplier to the U.S. ski team, always trust the global leader in sports medicine. Trust Donjoy, a product of DJOGlobal.com. 
Feeling tired, sluggish, and overweight? If you're looking to lose weight and gain energy, join us in Karen Mulkin's 14-Day Transformation Cleanse. You're going to absolutely love this Whole Foods Cleanse. You'll feel great, lose weight, build lean muscle, improve sleep, boost metabolism, and enhance athletic performance. This VIP done-for-you cleanse comes with a 14-day transformation wellness bag containing MCT Lean Vegan Protein Blend, fat-burning MCT Lean MCT Oil, snacks, superfoods, recipes, guidelines, videos, and other surprises. You will absolutely love this program. Sign up at 14daytransformation.com. That's the numbers 14daytransformation.com or visit Karen's website at karenmalkin.com. That's K-A-R-E-N-M-A-L-K-I-N.com. Correct alignment and good posture are keys to health and performance. Alignment, a science and clinical test-based company, addresses this fundamental wellness need through its revolutionary line of products. Wearing alignment will dynamically train muscles and joints, strengthen and improve posture performance, and prevent injury. Elite professional athletes, leading doctors, physical therapists, active adults, and everyday workers already enjoy the benefits. And all you have to do to feel and look better is wear alignment. That's why we say alignment. Get in. At Athletico Physical Therapy, we know there is freedom from pain and you can get back to doing the things you love. Whether it's running an 8K, playing a game of tag in the yard, or walking safely to your car, pain should not slow you down. With locations throughout eight states that offer complimentary injury screens, your choice to go with our team is the smart choice. Visit Athletico.com to request your complimentary injury screening and start feeling better with us today. Athletico, better for everybody. You're listening to Sports Medicine Weekly on ESPN 1000. Well, that will do it for another edition of Sports Medicine Weekly. Many thanks to our producer and board operator, George Katsarillos. Our coordinating producer is Teresa Ann Seeger. We also want to thank David Cole for managing the website and our business operations as well as Samantha Smith. For Dr. Brian Cole, I'm Steve Cashel saying so long. Thanks for listening to Sports Medicine Weekly here on ESPN 1000. Back to do it again next week. We'll see you then. The preceding program was a paid advertisement. The views reflected are not necessarily the views of ESPN 1000.